Well, at long last, long, long last, it's the Dashing MD podcast, episode number 24. With apologies for my protracted absence, welcome to the podcast. Glad to have you back. Glad to be back. Podcast, as you know, streams on feeds.feedburner.com backslash dashingmd. And we love to see your email sent either via email to dashingmd at gmail.com or uh, posted at the blog, which is even better because then everyone can read it at dashingmd.blogspot.com. You can also uh, be our friend on Facebook. It's Dashing Doctor. You can search for it. That's Dashing, spelled like Dashing, and Doctor spelled D-O-C-T-E-U-R. And uh, it would be a pleasure to be your friend on Facebook. Uh, as always, uh, the podcast is anonymous, so uh, I won't use your your names. I won't use my name, uh, and we will try to have an honest conversation going forward. So first, uh, I guess let's be honest about why I haven't been doing the podcast for a little while. And honestly, I, I don't have a great excuse. I think, uh, fortunately, I didn't stop doing the podcast because I uh, ran out of ideas for things to talk about or because I couldn't think of uh, what I wanted to say on the podcast. Actually, over the past uh, weeks, as I have failed to bring the podcast to air, I've actually come up with a whole series of ideas. Uh, And as I finally today um, managed to sit down and get this podcast out, I tried to think about how I could put them all into one episode and realized there was no point in doing that. Um, So in fact, I have the next, you know, three or four podcasts uh, planned. Um, So hopefully that will be a further impetus to getting this out. Um, I don't know, there's just been a there's been things going on, and one thing leads to another, and I've been out of town a lot, and it, it just has been, you know, my life now that I'm not a resident is much more free, um, but it also means that I, you know, have more options of things to do and, and more things going on, and, and there's a lot more to balance um, rather than just work versus not work. Uh, there's sort of lots of grades in between and, and um, people to see and things to do, and it just kind of hasn't come together, um, so I apologize for that. I know a lot of you uh, out there have uh, have asked when the next podcast is coming along, and um, I'm glad to say it finally is, and I, I sort of reaffirm my commitment to keep this going and to, to be as regular about it as I'm able. So, anyway, let's, uh, let's get down to business. When I left the podcast uh, last time, uh, it was with an announcement that things were sort of going to be taking a little bit of a different turn uh, in terms of what we talked about and and how we framed this discussion that we've been having for the past year and a bit about what it means to be a doctor. Um, And we were going to be reframing it to talk about not just what it is to be a doctor, but why I chose to be a doctor and and also to talk about sort of my ongoing struggle uh, as I think about whether medicine is in fact the right thing for me to do. Um, and I think that that question is still up in the air for me more so now that I'm in the lab and sort of out of the day-to-day running of, of the residency where you sort of never have a time to sort of think critically about what it is you're doing. You sort of, you know, when you're up all the time and you're running constantly, you think maybe I'm happy or I'm unhappy, but you, you can't really sit back and think in a real intellectual way about whether what you're doing is is the right thing to be doing. Now that I have some freedom and I I have a little bit of a view of the outside world, I think I'm in in a better place to do that. 
So that's going to be the subject of today's podcast a little bit more, sort of how it is that I've come to be uh, where I am in terms of my thinking about what medicine is all about. Some future podcasts coming down the line. Um, I'm going to talk about scientific meetings. I've been to a bunch of them recently, and there's a, a real culture and a lot of stories that sort of go along with you know, what happens when you take a bunch of surgeons and, and send them all to San Diego for a week. Um, you know, what, what do we talk about and, and how does that work? Um, which I think should be pretty interesting. Um, I'm going to talk a little bit about, about being a doctor to a member of your family because uh, I've recently been doing that a bit. And I'm going to talk a little bit about uh, the whole testing process and how uh, one becomes a physician uh, through uh, not one, not two, not three, but a sort of endless series of uh, standardized tests, um, the last set of one of which I, I have recently completed and then gotten my grades back from um, and passed, thankfully. So that's another hurdle out of the way. But let's get started now with this issue of what it means to be a doctor and, and why some of the reasons why I've been struggling with my decision to be in medicine and, and with some of the alternatives that I know are out there. There's an article uh, that was in the New York Times a while back, um, and I've linked to it from the blog, dashingmd.blogspot.com, so you can go take a look at it for yourself. Um, the article is called The Falling Down Professions, and it's a lot about law and lawyers and how they're all disenchanted with their professions and, and how their jobs are kind of miserable uh, as associates in law firms and how the law firms are working really hard to retain people in their law firms by offering them a lot of perks. And I think that the, the parallels between associates in law and residents in medicine are very good parallels. I mean, I think they're, it's a real, it's, it's a very similar profession in, in the sense that you do some formal training in a university, either medical school or law school, and then you sort of go into this apprenticeship. And in medicine, that's residency, and in law, that's associateship. Uh, and you do that for many years, five, seven years, uh, and then you are graduated to sort of becoming a partner or an attending. And I think for a long time, those professions really lined up. I, I, you know, my father is a corporate lawyer, and to talk to him about, you know, his years as an associate, you know, he, he was making roughly what I make now, um, which is about 40000 a year. I mean, adjusted for $1970, maybe a little bit more, but not dramatically so, and he was living in New York City, so it's, you know, cost of living adjustments should be made. Now, though, I'm making $40,000 a year in $2,008, and uh, associates uh, at big firms are starting at $150,000. And if you look at this article, you see some of the things that associates are being offered as incentives to stay uh, in their jobs, which they're leaving despite these great salaries. Um, you know, they're getting car rides home, they're getting massages at work, they're getting committees formed to make sure that they're as happy as possible. And conspicuously in this article, though they talk about medicine, they, they talk only about attendings and how attendings are sort of dissatisfied with the state of having to work with Medicare. And there's no discussion of residents and what it is to be a resident, where you're working, you know, 80 hours a week plus, uh, you're working many times 24 hours at a stretch, you're only mandated to have one day off a week, and you're making, you know, if you adjust it, for an hourly wage, something like $8 an hour. 
maybe less. And I've really felt the burden of that, not because I'm in this job because I want to make a lot of money, but because I do feel like I've had to put my life on hold in many ways to be a resident. I mean, I have friends who are retiring now, friends who went into investment banking and consulting um, who are, you know, have made millions of dollars and are going into uh, second careers now. And I have, you know, no prospects of of being financially independent for years. I mean, many years. And I've been struggling with that. I mean, both because I feel like, you know, we work so hard and are given back so little, you know, both emotionally and financially. And, and that that is really out of step with the modern world. And because I feel like there are a lot of things that I can do. You know, I have a background in journalism. I I'm a pretty strong writer. Um, I have a background in film and theater, uh, you know, all sort of avenues that I could have pursued. I mean, law sounds interesting some of the time. Um, you know, all these things that that would require a lot less investment on my part and in return would maybe, you know, f- satisfy some of my prerequisites for a job of feeling like what I'm doing is important and as though my contribution is valued and as though I'm working as part of a team on a in an enterprise that I can can really believe in. But then on the flip side, I think that medicine is really the only place where you can find some of the really deep satisfactions that that I've experienced in the past 2 years uh, of residency. Um, you know, those moments which are more few and far between than I would like of really feeling that I personally specifically have made a difference in someone's life. Um, that I really personally and specifically have have been a part of something great, Um, that I, uh, together with a team of good people who are smart and fun, um, am doing something noble. You know, those those feelings are there. They're sort of hidden sometimes, and and I wish that they were more in, in evidence. But it's hard to imagine having any job that would give me the same feeling that I felt walking out of the emergency room uh, after my New Year's shift, my second year, having taken care of 55 major traumas in six hours, um, and working with a team of people who all pitched in collaborating to take care of just disaster after disaster after disaster, who, as the emergency room got more and more hectic, just got more and more resolute about getting the job done, um, who looked to me for leadership and, and who I felt I could look to for absolute competence. And, uh, you know, that, that feeling of being part of something that was much greater than myself and which was really contributing dramatically to society was, was so profound. And I don't know that I would find that with management consulting or investment banking or television writing. I mean, these are not areas where you're going to have that degree of visceral satisfaction of of seeing somebody who isn't breathing and making them breathe again or seeing somebody who comes in uh, bleeding and making the bleeding stop um, and seeing their families go from heartbreak to hope um, or shepherding families through that heartbreak of going out into a waiting room to talk to a family of somebody uh, who's died 
of breaking a bad diagnosis to someone, of being such a fundamental part of life and death and, and being always, or having the pulse of humanity in a way that is much more profound than, than and what you could get in really any other job, I think. But the hours are so miserable and the pay is so miserable and healthcare is a system is so broken um, that sometimes I wonder if it, if it isn't just selfishness on my part to to want to be a doctor. Um, you know, my initial thought when I th- find myself thinking about, oh, maybe I should be in, in management consulting or, or healthcare administration or something is to think that, you know, I'm just being selfish because I want more money. But but then I'd stop and think, well, maybe I'm being selfish because I'm sort of a drama junkie and I, I want to I wanna be in a place where I see this life and death stuff happening. But that the greater contribution to be made is maybe not to medicine as a physician where you're just sort of helping one person at a time to the best of your ability in a broken system, but to be somebody who is actually involved in fixing that system. And whether you do that through a corporate route or whether you do that through something in government, you know, I, I've given up trying to maintain this veil of objectivity. Um, and I'll tell you that I am a huge supporter of Barack Obama. And I, uh, I'm really tempted if he wins the nomination to send my resume his way um, and hope for the best about maybe getting a post in that administration where I could play a role in shaping healthcare policy. And in so doing, I think maybe save far more lives and make a bigger difference in people's lives than I ever would as a person applying pressure, you know, when the bleeding starts. So I, I don't know. I struggle with this. And and I, I'm interested in knowing your thoughts about what makes, what in your mind, you know, makes a good doctor. Why are doctors different from accountants? Are they different from accountants? You know, should should we think about doctors as being a profession or should we think about it as being a priesthood? You know, if if you are thinking about going into medicine, why are you thinking about going into medicine? What is it that you look you're looking to come from it with? If you're in medicine, have you had these same thoughts? Have you looked at your practice and thought, is this the right place for me? Uh, or should I be applying my skills Uh, somewhere else, either for my own or my family's needs or for society's needs. Anyway, and this this is a podcast that's going to ask a lot more questions than it answers, but I really do think that, I don't know, that I want to, that I want to look around, that I want to see what it is that other people are doing in other professions and, and whether what they're talking about is, and what they're doing is, is attractive to me. Um, and I sort of think it won't be. I mean, I sort of think that I am, I'm in this game and I think, you know, for a variety of reasons, some of which I'm going to talk about in podcasts going forward, this profession is, is who I am at this point that, you know, five years of medical school and, and, and two years of residency and a bunch of time in the lab and all of these experiences have really shaped who I am and, and what interests me in a way that I think is quite fundamental and it's hard to imagine shifting and every now and then you know I get to sort of flex that medical muscle and and remind myself that I know something that a lot of people don't know 
and that uh, I have the ability to to be of help in a way that other people can't be of help. Um, and that, you know, down the line, there's going to be a pretty decent paycheck with, a, with some opportunity to explore my interests and my goals and my, my other loves. So hopefully it'll make for entertaining listening, at least. And as I said, we've got some good podcasts, I think, coming down the line as I've sort of racked up a list uh, over the weeks and that I haven't been actively broadcasting. Um, I have come up with some thoughts for things that should be worth talking about, including some cool technical details and some vascular surgery stories um, and some uh, some stories of, of surgeons gone wild in California. I hope you'll join me for all of them. Take a look at this Falling Down Professions article on the blog and let me know what you think about what we're talking about here. Um, let me know if you think this is interesting, if you think it's horribly uninteresting, if you think that, you know, if you have any words of advice or thoughts or or want to contribute to the conversation, I do hope that you'll do it at dashingmd.blogspot.com or email me dashingmd at gmail.com. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, go back, uh, catch up on, on how we got to where we are today with the previous 20-some podcasts um, at feeds.feedburner.com backslash dashingmd. You can always look for us on iTunes, and you can be our friend on Facebook, Dashing Doctor D-O-C-T-E-U-R. Um, hope all is well with all of you. I am really glad to be back, and I will talk to you before too long, I promise. All right, take care, and be well.